With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Friday. Lots and lots and lots to talk about. Big weekend ahead. It's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac joining as always. Had a great week. Yesterday may have been one of our better shows ever. I just heard, I'm not going to give it up yet. He's going to have it in Herdline News. Incredibly discouraging news in the NFL. Very disheartening a casualty of common sense, <laughs> very upset, but I'll let you break the story in 25 minutes. Just a little over the top to start the show. Just a tad, Cowherd, just a little bit. Let's start with this. Our theme for today, or at least our opening segment, is most people don't like to change. Most people are stubborn. It's why very few people, very few people crush in business. 5% of any business dominates they're the adapters. They're the evolvers. Most people don't like change. But sometimes, let's say you're a smoker, your doctor tells you stop smoking or you're dead, you'll never see your grandkids again. You'll be forced to stop. And then you'll find, believe it or not, sometimes even when you're forced to change in life despite your rigidity, you benefit. That's why you should always surround yourself with smart people who make suggestions sometimes you're uncomfortable with. Baseballs never like changing. They were forced to. TV ratings gone into the tank. Attendance dipping. So they made two rule changes. We already see a benefit in one day. Ten of the 15 baseball games finished in under three hours. 
Rays Tigers, two hours, 15 minutes. Many, two and a half hours. You can't sit for three and a half hours when you have six games a week. It's different in football. Football's once a week. It's tailgating. You give half a day to football. We always have. I've never gone to a football game and not tailgated, ever. I've tailgated at every football game. But baseball is 162 games. Many of the games are Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and people with jobs and families and kids can't be sitting in a stadium and 45-minute to an hour drive home. They can't do it. So pitching clock works. It speeds the game up by 20 to 25 minutes. Listen, it's a new rule. Football's got six new ones, eight new ones every year. You adapt. Also, the defensive shift. They got rid of it. We've said this for years. You want more base runners. You want more stolen bases. You want more, you know, action. That's why we watch sports. Drama and action. The more you have, the better ratings you get. Cricket is the national pastime in Europe. Soccer's more watched. Why? There's more action. Yesterday, there were more stolen bases than home runs. When's the last time that happened? The Yankee game, by the way, was 40 minutes faster. 40 minutes faster than the average Yankee game last year. You do get, it takes for most fans, an hour to get to the game and an hour to get home. You can't have a three and a half hour game. Four and a half would travel, maybe five. People have lives. The game's on Tuesday, Wednesday. It's different in the NFL. Even the NBA, games last two hours, 25 minutes. They get it. I used to cover an NBA team in Portland. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to sit around for three, four hours. Even on an off night, get in, go to dinner, see the game, go home, have a glass of wine. I don't want to be driving home at 11.45 or 12 at night. So 21 steals yesterday, 21 stolen bases, activity, moving, action. Last year, five stolen bases on opening day. Four times as many, and the success rate exploded, meaning more movement, more bases, more runs. We saw it in one day, Jim Crane, owner of the Astros. You know, they got a lot of good players. They fill their stadium usually. Said, I think the game got way too long. Most people can't sit in the stands three and a half hours. They pay the bills, listen to the fans. There's going to be 5% of fans who push back. Yes, they're retired and have nothing to do in their lives. And, you know, they don't, they don't like their wife anyway. Get me to the ballpark. There's young people that don't have a job or a family. They could sit and drink beers all day. But 75% of baseball fans have things to do. Jobs, families, responsibilities. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, they can't be sitting there for four hours with a 45-minute drive home. It took Major League Baseball a day, a day. They didn't want to change. This sport never wants to change. They were forced to change because of TV ratings, a lack of water cooler discussion. We barely ever talk football in this show, and we have a big audience. First take doesn't talk it. Undisputed doesn't talk it. Nobody talks baseball. Because increasingly, I see the numbers. People aren't watching it. You got to be watched to be discussed. I thought yesterday was a home run. I turned on two different games at two different times. The games flew by. They flew by. Again, if you had 15, 16, 17 games, college football can be long. We tailgate. We get it. You're gonna, you wake up on a Saturday morning. Buckeyes, 
You know what you're going to do. It's going to be a Buckeye Saturday. You can't be asking fans to do that on a Monday night, a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, a Thursday night. Kids, family, jobs, responsibilities. So home run, Jim Craner, Craner, uh, Crane, owner of the Houston Astros, gets it. The fans' attendance TV ratings told you. Tweak it. Tweak it. You already saw the benefits. All right, this was interesting. Lamar Jackson, where's he going to go? Rumors about New England. So Asante Samuel, a former Patriot, went to social media and tweeted this. Lamar Jackson, my brother, trust me, you don't want to play for Belichick. Now, the initial blowback to Asante was, dude, why so bitter? You got drafted there. In four or five years, you went to three Super Bowls, won two. You were 66 and 14, so bitter. Must be just money-driven. Well, take the telescope and flip it. What if Asante Samuel really likes Lamar Jackson and is rooting for a young man to get the most out of his career? So Lamar's going to get paid if he became a Patriot because they'd have to trade for him. He'd get a contract. So it's not money-driven. What if Asante Samuels is tweeting about two indisputable facts? That the greatest quarterback who's ever played this game, Tom Brady, never had dinner one time with Belichick in 20 years. They really had no relationship outside of the weekly meeting. That he got frustrated. His uh, former wife, Giselle Bunchen, said it on the documentary. He didn't feel respected. They gave him no ownership in the offense. That is indisputable. From Giselle, from Tom, from the documentary, from multiple reports. That's indisputable. And here's what's also indisputable. A young quarterback, Mac Jones, promising career. Belichick had so little respect for the position, he put a defensive coordinator as offensive coordinator. Can you imagine Belichick taking a quarterback coach and making him a linebacker or a, or a corner coach? No, because he lives and breathes defense. He's tone deaf on offense. It's easy to attack Asante Samuel and say, you're bitter, or it's about money. But two things are indisputable. The GOAT left for Tampa, pirate ship Tampa, goofy Tampa, Ebor City loose cocktails at four Tampa. Brady's like, no, I'm going to leave a dynasty for that. A franchise that is overwhelmingly, I once covered it, irrelevant. Every 10 years, they have a great team. Brady left the dynasty for that. What does that tell you? And Mac Jones got a defensive coordinator as an offensive coordinator? Now that you've flipped the telescope a tad, feels different, right? Maybe Asante Samuel cares for Lamar Jackson. Ask yourself this. Let's take another great young quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. If he was on the market today and take the Chiefs out, where do you think the best landing spot for him would be? I'd be like, oh, San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, or Sean McVay. I don't know, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. I'd start naming offensive coaches one after another. Oh, Sean Payton. You wouldn't name Belichick. Tom Brady's like, get me out of here. I want to go to goofy Tampa. Brady's second choice was the Chargers. <laughs> no Super Bowls. Mac Jones furious 
multiple leaks, divided locker room, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones. Belichick still won't wrap his arms around Mac Jones. It's easy to view Asante Samuel as selfish, or maybe what he's telling a great young quarterback is, look around the league, man. Go to a coach that will embrace you, that takes the position seriously, that can rebuild an offensive line. Pittsburgh defensive coach, Buffalo defensive coach. Five years, neither can figure the O-line or the run game out. Andy Reid did it in an offseason. I don't think Asante Samuel's anti-Belichick. He's pro-reality. Lamar potentially is out there. Look for an offensive coach. Look for somebody who respects the position. Look for somebody going forward that understands your side of the ball. All right, good stuff. Way to start the show today with a lot of energy. Uh, An unbelievably sad day, though, in pro football as J-Mac will give the discouraging and disheartening news of something that needs to be changed that won't be. I was going to have such a good weekend. I'm going to WWE with my son tomorrow. Uh, He's uh, he doesn't even know anything about wrestling, but he is uh, the spectacle of it. He wants to go for the spectacle, which I told you yesterday. I don't care about outcomes. The production, the spectacle, 80,000, 90,000 people at SoFi. It'll be crazy. What's your favorite all-time wrestling finishing move Like to well, end the match? Jimmy Snuka, Superfly, uh, with a sleeper Off hold. The top. Oh, the sleeper? Yes, yes. The, I'm, I'm kind of partial to a nice pile driver. You know, just send him down. A DDT, <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts. I can't believe I lost to you yesterday in that wrestling contest. I know. Jeez. See, you thought you were going to get me. I did. I thought I had you. Yeah. And you try to corner me, yeah. who could name wrestlers, yeah. and you ran out of gas. I ran out of gas. <laughs> Love it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good to have you in. Odell Beckham Jr.'s contract asking price predictably has changed. Pro Football Talk announced it was $20 million per. Uh, according to sources now, it's down to $15 million. He turns 31 in November uh, we thought that $20 million was absurd. I still think $15 million is way too high for an older, brittle, dramatic wide receiver. And it is interesting to watch. If I could tell NFL players anything, especially guys coming into the NFL, drama is good for TikTok. It's good for Instagram. It's good for the NBA. It's bad for football. It's not your It's not your friend. Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, uh, sometimes OBJ, very dramatic players. Look at me. It always ends the same way. The name with Baker, with OBJ, becomes bigger than the consistent production. The player still views themselves as a star surrounded by yes-men. 90% of teams have no interest at any price, and then they end up settling far below what they think they're worth. This is not the NBA. It's a different sport, a different sensibility, and a different culture. In the NBA, players have more power because there's fewer starters. Teams cave to their demands. There's also very few stars in the NBA. One or two guys can shift the entire power structure. Also, they often make more money on shoe deals than player team contracts. It's a different sport, and that's great. I love the NBA. I love the NFL. Every sport is different. I've always said the NBA is more like European soccer. You pay Ronaldo whatever it takes. You don't do that in the NFL. Outside a quarterback, nobody's worth more than a point a game, according to Vegas. And so in OBJ's case, he's older. He's increasingly brittle. There's a little bit of drama. He believes his value is greater than it is. Or go get a college guy. 
The NFL gives 30 receivers a year, hands them to the NFL. Four or five become instant stars. Another dozen become highly productive by year two or three. It's not a, it's not a difficult choice, but it is not a friend of you as a professional football player. Look at the NFL's a great example. Jalen Ramsey. Unbelievable talent. Number one high school corner in the country. Went to Florida State. Number one college corner in the country. Florida State. Great. Comes into the NFL. Arguably the number one corner. Jacksonville moves off him. And the Rams just moved off him for a third round pick after having a so-so year. He didn't have a terrible year. He had some really good games. He's still a really good player. Third round pick and a backup to a backup tight end. Drama is not your friend. It always ends the same way. Always. The name's bigger than the production, right? Uh, you believe you're still a star, but you are in name only. 90% of the team is not remotely interested, and you end up signing a contract that's well below kind of what you think you deserve. And so I, I've said before, I'd love to have OBJ on my team, $7 million a year, maybe build in some, some incentives to get him to 9 or 10 or 11. I, I think he's still a very explosive player. But 90% of the league is not remotely interested. The Rams are in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like a very distracted city where stars get people into arenas. Like L.A., the Rams need a receiver. They need a number two. It's Los Angeles. And they moved off. They didn't offer. And that's despite the fact many players on the team were like pro OBJ and despite the fact he has a house here. So it's, um, you know, I said this with Baker Mayfield. At the end, bad team, tiny contract for a guy that Baker's actually got some talent. He was a number one pick for a reason. He's got some talent. May have been overdrafted, but Baker's got some talent. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I hope people were listening closely to that. Uh, it applies to more than Odell and the NFL. And uh, yeah, I listen close. Listen in closely when Cowherd's dropping some pearls of wisdom. Let's go to more drama, Colin. Lamar Jackson. He's been the second most drama-filled player this offseason. Second to Aaron Rodgers, of course. Nobody seems to be willing to give Lamar what he values himself as on the market. Now, multiple reports say. He could potentially refuse the Ravens franchise tag and sit out the entire season if no team meets his contract demands. Now, according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, July 17th is a key date. Before July 17th, Lamar can sign a multi-year deal. After that, he can just sign a one-year deal. Currently, he's slated to make $32 million, which is way below his market value. Yeah. Florio also speculates... The Ravens can offer him a $1 million per game bonus on top of the $32 million. So if he plays all 17 games... $49 million. $49 million, which is good. But you've got to be healthy and play those games. Yeah, I mean... Um, it, it feels like we have a bit of a stalemate. Like Baltimore, here's the number we think you're worth. Lamar totally disagrees. And now it's up to the market. I know, I know everybody's taking sides on this. But folks, your value is determined whether you're a sports writer, a lawyer, a quarterback, a landscaper. Your value is determined when you're on the market. You can whine about collusion. Nobody wants to hire me in any business. He's on the market. There's not a lot of takers. 
So the Ravens roll the dice. I'm not rooting for either side. I want to watch him play. I'd resign him. He's on the market. There's not much of one. Why? He's gotten incredibly unorthodox and noisy, kind of Kawhi Leonard-ish, weird kind of, you know, no official agent. You don't, and there's a health issue. And so I'm saying right now, 90% of the NBA, they all know Kawhi Leonard's great, would not be interested. It's too unorthodox. He shows up at 4 o'clock, I can't play. He's hard to be a teammate. It's hard to build around, right? Greg Popovich moved off him, and he was a star. So what am I saying? Lamar has turned off a lot of the market with injuries. Not all his fault, but his reality. And he's gotten very unorthodox. Okay, so let's say you're Chris Ballard in the Colts. Yeah. And you are like, you know what? Let's just see what's up with Lamar. Who are you negotiating with? You're not negotiating with his mom. So are you essentially calling Lamar Jackson and saying, hey, man, what's the latest? How are you feeling? What do you want? And now Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, is going to negotiate his contract? Does he know all the intricacies? Listen, of how, like, this is just not good. Yeah, this is, by the way, even the Lamar Jackson fanatics that I've talked to in, like, the media, even they're acknowledging, they may not say it on their shows, they're acknowledging, you got to get an agent. It's different if you're a rookie linebacker and it's slotted. When you're a franchise quarterback and hundreds of millions at stake, you do not want to do your own contract. It's just different. So somebody, let's just say somebody was interested in my services. Hey, Jason, we want you to come speak three Saturdays from now um, and we'll pay you this. I'd be like, great, talk to my agent. He's going to handle everything, yeah. the transportation, what the setup there, everything. I don't have to worry about a damn thing. They just tell me, hey, here's what's happening. Yeah. Do you think I would want to negotiate something like that? Uh, and just... sit there on the phone and I don't know what entails a speaking of thing. Course. You like, can also, as a pro athlete, get representation. You can get burned. It's not good for your mentals when your organization's yeah. telling you you're not worth something. It's good for your mental health. It's good to not get burned. There's a lot of landmines out there for a young person. There's a lot of fakes and frauds and phonies that want to represent you. Get a league-sanctioned agent. Let him take care of you and your family. You got to pay him a percentage. Yeah. It, it, listen, we're all paying a lot in taxes anyway. How's it now? How's this? If you're an agent, would you say, you know, Lamar, I know you are. You're, you're having issues with the six. Let's just say six percent or whatever. Yeah. I'll negotiate your deal for half that, three percent. Do yeah. you? Let, can we do it? Do you think Lamar would be like, all right, fine, let's go? I, I, or at this point, is he pot committed to doing it himself? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I, from the very beginning, I've been steadfast on this. I've had to negotiate deals, not Lamar deals, but deals. You don't want to be upstairs with lawyers and management. It's, still waste of time. it's bad upstairs for you. It's bad for the wallet. I'd always rather give a little money away so I can just worry about content. Lamar, worry about football. Don't get caught up in all this stuff because you're ended up going in and out of Instagram and Twitter. And that's that, by the way, is shrinking your market. People don't want a noisy franchise quarterback. Rooting for him, but uh, alas. Next story. Now, this is the big one that you were upset at oh. at the outside of the show. Everybody's seen this last year. The Eagles were cash money on these sneak attempts for first downs or touchdowns. 37 of 41, Colin. Gross. 37 of 41 in those little short yardage plays. Now, you've been hot that they got to change this. They got to take gotta it out. Got to change it's it. It's too easy. Reports indicate today that it is not happening. Now, I was able to find a quote uh, from Rich McKay, the competition committee chair, who said, nobody made a rules proposal, nor was there enough support on the committee for us to propose a rule change. So it will stay in. Now, Colin, one of the big arguments is we don't know when there's guys coming in in the backfield if they're going to block or push. So it's tough 
for us to maybe institute a rule. So they just put their hands up and said, we're letting it slide. Very discouraging. Are you upset at this? Well, I think it's ugly and boring and automatic. And I don't think, I think football's at its best. Your argument is it turns third downs into first downs. Heck yeah. Great argument. But an aesthetic matters in this sport. It's, it, it is, it, that is Australian rules football. Yeah. That hey, doesn't even, that's rugby. That doesn't you, look you know anything what? like our game. You're not leaving the screen when you see this formation. You're like, damn it, they're going to get it. Can, can they stop them? You're watching. When they go into punt formation, what are you doing? All right, let me go to the bathroom. Let me get a drink. Because you know punt probably going out of bounds. Not a lot of... I mean, how many punt returns for touchdowns last year? I feel like that number's shrinking. Oh, it feels the like The punts it. are boring. I, I like this, Colin. And I'll be frank. If I'm a team, I'm installing this in oh, the offseason. Yeah, you have to. You're not that, doing your job as so a head coach. Na- that's my concern, is that you want to put up laws, like, like on our freeways or on our roads. You want to have signs and warnings and before there's a death, right? Right. So it, a good league, baseball was so you know rigid. It took them forever. They had massive attendance and ratings decline for 15 or 10 years before they made a change. Football tends to be the great tweak sport. They're constantly tweaking. That's why their ratings always keep going up and up and up. So you have to be able to. The term is it's it's you know overused. Can you see around corners? The best business people, they can see a problem before it happens. Any idiot can go, oh yeah, we have 12 car deaths on this corner. Anyway, we've got to put up a sign. The smart people, city managers are like, yeah, this is going to be a disaster. Let's get signage up before, as we create the crosswalk or the, you know. So this is a classic example of right now it's fine. When 29 teams are using this nine to 10 times a game, you're going to be like, okay, this is gross. This is boring. Nine to ten times is a bit much. Well, but I'll the say Eagles this- use it five to six a game. They do. And now, they're not well, going to – I mean, so, so – And I'll tell you this. If it's if it's third and short, and, I, and I'm a Jets fan, third league. and short, uh, can, we, can we run the play that is like 90% effectiveness? Can we not do that and get the first down? I mean, if you've got to pr- bring in a situational quarterback – I don't know. This could make Cam Newton like a little more valuable. He's so big at the line of scrimmage, so, leaning forward. So, so what we're doing this for is to get Cam Newton no, a more productive. I, I think what we want to do is get Patrick Mahomes safer. I don't want. Yeah, I, I don't want fair. people piling on my star quarterback. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mahomes is not doing six hundred pound squats like Jalen Hurts. You know the fragile quarterbacks. Listen, I don't think I, are going in there. Listen, Jalen Hurts. You're going to find gets first downs regardless of what the rules yeah. are. The great quarterbacks figured it out. I mean, do you know what an advantage this could be for like a Josh Allen if they employed it? Because they they don't have a consistent run game, and all of a sudden Buffalo third and one just does over and over and over. I, 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 all right. I mean, listen, I lost on this one. It's a sad day in America. Oh, please come on. <laughs> all right. Final story: Kevin Durant. He's on his fourth team after the trade to the Suns. Earlier in his career, Durant was concerned with how he was perceived by the public and his legacy and all that fun stuff. Now, here's what Kevin Durant, he's changed his mind. I don't care about legacy. I used to. I used to want to carve out a lane or space in this game for myself that people can remember. But it's become too much of a thing now. It just becomes too much of a focus on other people. What's he done? What's he done? Comparisons before... When he wasn't doing all that debating, I cared about it. I'm about to be in the same breath as these top guys. It was big. Nowadays, I truly, truly don't care. Well, what a therapist tell kids, get out of the comparison business. It's a very unhealthy space to compare yourself. 
And uh, I, I think Kevin Durant sounds like somebody who's gotten some good therapy mm. and decided, I don't want to compare. Listen, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, Jason Timp, who works at The Volume. Last night we did a podcast and we talked about this. I said, everybody does care about their legacy. I mean, he does care some. He just, he's pushing back. But I will say this. Um, I've said before in the history of the NBA, if you took out centers, I think Kevin Durant is the only player that would beat LeBron and Michael Jordan in one-on-one. I I, I honestly believe that. And I think his legacy can get a little better by winning in Phoenix, but it's been cemented. And there's no reason to compare himself. He is one of the great shot makers in league history. Period. He's one of, I would say this, I don't even know what to do with centers, but he's one of the 12 best basketball players I've ever seen in my life. 12. And again, I, I don't even know what to do with centers. Like, I, the, <laughs> Is Curry in there? Yes. Okay. Kobe's in there. Michael's in there. Bird's in there. Magic's in there. I, I, I kind of feel like there's a genetic advantage being 7-2. Like, what do I do with Shaq? He wasn't as skilled as other people. But I'm talking about if you're just telling me 12 basketball players, the best 12 basketball players I've ever seen in my life, you know what he is? He's a better version of Dirk Nowitzki, who's a top 20 player I've ever seen. And he's a more skilled version of Dirk Nowitzki. And I that that's a good if by the way, MJ was a more talented version of Kobe. Think how great Kobe was. Think how great Nowitzki was. He's a better yeah. version of it. So I, that that to me, his legacy is cemented. To me, he's a, one of the dozen basketball players. I've told this story before. A friend of mine's Mark Few, coaches Gonzaga, yeah. coached some Olympic basketball teams. And I, you know, one summer we're having a beer. I'm like, what's it like to coach? Who's great? Who's not? You know, and he said, listen, they're all great players and all great guys. He goes, Durant among great players, every time down the court can get a great shot. Not a shot, not a good shot. Even among the world's best players, Kevin Durant can come down every single possession and get a great shot. And that's among the Olympic team where everybody can get a shot. So I think his legacy is totally cemented. I think the Phoenix thing would be cool because it'd feel like it would be his. So, um, you know, I'm a Durant guy. I like him. We've had some exchanges uh, on the DMs because he's very he has the rabbit ears. But you're right. I think the quote is, comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. Basically, if you're comparing, you're taking away fun from somebody and happiness. I'll just say this, and I like Kevin Durant. Won the title with the Warriors. Had Russell Westbrook in OKC, did not win a title. Had Kyrie Irving and James Harden in Brooklyn, did not win a title. Now has Devin Booker and Chris Paul in Phoenix. Think there's any pressure on Kevin Durant to deliver? He only won in one place. That's it. I like him a lot, but... I've been on some really stacked teams, KD. He's got two rings and was the MVP yes, of both. Uh, definitely. I don't, un, think, uh, yeah. I don't think his legacy, I think it's defined. Yeah, I, don't I don't think he could go down. I'm with you. He's a top 12 player in the history of the sport. Yep. It's, he's not going down, and he's not going to surpass LeBron, Michael, Magic. No. He's not going to. So he's really actually very cemented. Okay. Uh, all to, on your all-time list. Yes, absolutely. Who's, who's higher, Kevin Durant or Steph Curry? Uh, Curry literally changed the entire sport. Michael, LeBron, Magic. And to win, KD had to go play with... Oh, that's overrated. I'm a Kevin Durant defender, but that's a fact, Colin. A, the sport is more mobile. That's the culture. Michael Jordan's sport wasn't as... I love the KD And Michael Jordan has one playoff, not series win. Michael Jordan won a single playoff game pre-Pippen. Yeah. Okay, he also had a GM, Jerry Krause for all the folly yeah. about him, was very competent. So it's easy if you're Magic and you inherit the Lakers, Jerry Buss and Kareem and get James yeah. Worthy. And 
Some guys have to move because of the city, the geography, uh, a bad coach, a bad owner. Um, Michael won nothing without the triangle offense. Nothing. Nothing. LeBron, anywhere he goes, he wins a title. That's right. Anywhere. He's better than Jordan. I'm always going to defend mobility. He played with Westbrook. I'm, I was for the KD move to Golden State. I get it. I, yeah. I'd love to see him win somewhere else. So, yeah. All right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Ooh, little tidbit on the draft three weeks away coming up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First pitch, goodbye! Machado into the San Diego Night to walk it off! And Mookie from the middle of nowhere! That ball is crushed! Gone! Tomorrow on Fox, baseball is back as the Giants battle reigning MVP Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Or the Phillies take on Corey Seager and the Rangers. It all begins tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Garrett Cole, Yankees, six innings. No runs, 11 strikeouts, baby. Woo! Garrett Cole, last year not quite what we thought, delivered yesterday. Games move fast, folks. Yankee game yesterday, 40 minutes faster. Actually, watch the games and watch how fast they move. Watch more base runners. Watch more stolen base. Just a better product. It's not disputable. It's a better product. I know a lot of you were like, whoa, the TikTok society. I'm not on TikTok. I got people that run my TikTok accounts. I'm not on it. I don't go on it. I know I don't have time for four-hour baseball games when there's 162 per team. Baseball's better today because of these changes. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. Uh, NFL rumors the Seahawks are enamored with Florida's very raw but gifted Anthony Richardson. High-level scouts are saying he will not go below the Seahawks. So one of the things I like about Anthony Richardson, no bicep flexes on the Instagram He's stayed out of the news. He's letting his skills and his size and his talent speak for themselves. He had a pro day a couple days ago. He's got a huge arm. He's a total unicorn athletically, and he's staying out of the news. All you're seeing is a big, strong kid and what he can do. Love it. This is interesting and makes a ton of sense, and here's why. I feel like I've studied Pete Carroll in my career. He views himself as a teacher. Why? Because he is. Most NFL coaches would not be dominant college coaches. Pete was. He is so good with young players and young people. It's his wisdom. It's his storytelling, his attention to detail. That's why he was at his best last year with a young Seahawk team and early in Seattle with that young Seahawk defense as it aged quickly, not as effective. So this is interesting. Pete is high energy, high optimism. It can wear out veterans it works beautifully with younger players. And Seattle has a boatload of picks thanks to the Russell Wilson trade. Two first, two seconds, two fourths. John Snyder and Pete Carroll owe themselves. Like Chet Holmgren, Sam Presti. I said he's such a unicorn physically, that Chet Holmgren kid. Sam Presti had multiple first-round picks. Sam Presti owed it to himself to draft Chet Holmgren. If you had one pick, maybe different. If you got multiple and there's a physical 
attribute to a player that's unique in your sport, you owe it to yourself to take that opportunity. And I think Seattle, if you go look at Pete Carroll's history, this is something very interesting. So last year, they stole Tariq Woolen, a, a, a small college corner. I went and looked at his scouting report. Raw, needs time. Rare blend, though, of size, length, and speed. Pete drafts him, he stars. DK Metcalf, I went and looked at his scouting report. Big, unpolished, could be fantastic. Pete Carroll drafts him. Richard Sherman, scouting report, does not possess the natural coverage instincts, fluidity or burst to be a future star. Sherman, though, great size, excellent intangibles. Pete Carroll, the teacher, the mentor, drafts him. He becomes a Hall of Fame level player. Cam Chancellor, total limitations on athleticism. Incredible uh, instincts, physicality at Virginia Tech, off the charts. Questions about other parts of his game continue to mount. What did Pete Carroll see? A violent safety who blew receivers and tight ends up. He saw potential. He could be a teacher. You start looking at Seattle's history, it is Anthony Richardson. I mean, Russell Wilson, third-round pick. Geno Smith, an older reclamation project. Pete tends to draft in John Snyder tools over college productivity. That's what the Seahawks do. They're looking for tools. They're looking for size and length. They don't care if you're raw. They're like, we can't find a guy that big that fast. We'll teach him how to play football. So Seattle tends to be tools over college productivity. And the draft is an inexact science anyway. I mean, even Andy Reid has whiffs. Belichick's got a lot of them on offense. So it's a numbers game. So when you get two firsts, two seconds, and two fourths, it's a numbers game. You owe yourself to take some physical unicorns. I think this makes a ton of sense. Again, if I'm Carolina at number one, I'll never get that number one pick again. I'm going to probably go a little safer. If I'm Seattle with a couple of ones and a couple of twos and a couple of fours, and by the way, my roster doesn't have a ton of holes, probably need to get better on the interior O-line, probably could use another edge. I think you almost owe it to yourself to take him. Very interesting. Um, I, so I watched this. What do you make of that? You think I'm crazy on that, J-Mac? Absolutely not. Love it. I have Richardson going first overall. I, I think with a month left to play, Colin, we're going to start to hear a lot more rumors about what's happening at the top of the draft. A lot. So you, you know watch what? that Anthony, Anthony Richardson reel? I would not take him one. But I, if I had two firsts, you suggested Detroit take him. You can make that argument. We're not playing you for two years behind Goff, but there's nobody. He is the opposite of Goff. He's not smooth and slick. Right. He's raw and explosive. You could argue, we're going to bring you in. We're going to pivot our offense to more of you, less of Jared, but you're not going to play for a year and a half. No chance to play for a year. Makes sense. Patrick Mahomes came out of Texas Tech. A little raw. He had started more games, obviously, than Richardson. Put up numbers against a Big 12. whoop de damn do And next thing you know, he sits for a year, Andy Reid, offensive genius, and boom, takes the league by storm, totally dominant. Why can't that happen to a guy like Anthony Richardson well, with one year and an offensive mind? Well, again, 
we're, I'm not asking him to be Kirk Cousins 68%. My question's always been, can you get to 61 to 62%? That To me, that's the line. You got to get, even if, um, you can be inaccurate. Josh Allen. Yeah, today's game, the NFL, today's game and the rule changes, if you're really a pocket guy, like a Goff or a Kirk Cousins or Drew Brees, you can get to 70% in a lot of games. In a lot of games. I'm not asking for that. If you give me hyper-athleticism like Josh Allen or Lamar, like it's just unique stuff, can you keep? Can you get around 62.5%? That's a reason. Because I'm getting – even Daniel Jones, and he's not hyper-athletic, but the ability for Brian Dable to use his running, I don't need him to be a 69% guy. Can he be about a 63.5%, 64%, 65% guy? That's probably – you'd be comfortable with that if you're Dable because you're getting 900 yards, 800 yards again – every year rushing and you're probably getting seven rushing touchdowns. So you you just you don't need everything. You don't need your quarterback. By the way, Aaron Rodgers on the second half of his career, he barely runs at all. But you're getting this very few interceptions, 67% or whatever it is completion percentage, and Aaron's moved out of moving and potentially getting hurt. And don't forget on the rookie contract, all of a sudden, you're paying your quarterback nothing. You can fortify him with skill position guys. A.J. Brown to adds to uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, you get offensive linemen, you get a great tight end. Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, surrounded by a lot of talent. Looked pretty damn good for San Fran last year. All right, we got Peter King coming up next hour. Uh, I watched the Bucks celtics last night. That was uh, discouraging. And, uh, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theory fan. Like, at all. I, and it's just tedious to me. It, politics is all conspiracy theories. Sports is getting more like that. Um, and get ready for one. Because one is about two weeks away. Hour two next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 